With this year alone, there's like 26 food processing plants in the United States alone that were fucking burnt down. What? Did you hear about that? No, what happened? Yeah, dude, no one's talking about it. It was like 26 major food companies or food processing plants in the United States. Welcome back to episode 19 of Fried versus Tapped. We are on every social media, every streaming platform. Check us out. Check out episode 18. I am your host, Mike Ram, joined by... Uh, Mike Bisson, a.k.a. Mikey Megabytes. And, you know, I was just curious because I was doing a lot of TV watching before we met up today. I was watching some Seinfeld. Then I switched on over to watching some Friends. Now, there's this fierce competition amongst the public which is better friends or seinfeld i happen to really like both but i wanted to see maybe if you could weigh in give me a little uh give me a little taste of what you're thinking Ooh, friends versus seinfeld it's kind of like nirvana versus pearl gem Pac versus biggie it's one of those kind of oh. you know rivalries it, it shouldn't be but it is it's a, oh so you know i gotta throw this rivalry in you always know steven seagal versus jean claude van damme Big rivalry in the 80s, 90s. They even got in a big fight at Sylvester Stallone's house in 1997. Big ordeal. They hate each other. You know, uh, you're turning this into a uh, Steven Seagal fan <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm um, going back. But we to, will circle back to that. I'm going back to Seinfeld versus Friends. Oh, my God. That is a tough. So I'm naturally going to hit Seinfeld because I love Jerry. I love Jason Alexander. I love Michael Richards. I like Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. Um, big name. I just love them. At heart, friends is like is almost like a long relationship girlfriend slash boyfriend. You know, they make you laugh. They make you cry. You go through all the emotions with friends. You get yeah. the whole shabam with friends. Seinfeld, you don't go through any of the emotions. Well, that's because that was a big point when they were writing for Seinfeld. They made a point that is only comedy, no lessons to be learned, no like emotional things. It's just straight comedy. So that was a big thing they did on Seinfeld. For me, it's, dude, they're both so good. I can't really pick. I think overall, I like the cast of Friends more, but I think like George, Cass- I, I like the whole cast of Seinfeld. But I think George Cassandra is the strongest character probably out of all of it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Agreed, agreed. And like, because I, I think like on Friends, I'm a Geller's guy. All right, I like Ross, and I like Monica because I like Ross because he's a funny duddy, and Monica's just such a tight ass. Or you know, and she was hot too. You know, so, so my favorite double entendre. Can't... You know. But she, the, I think it's funny. She's always cleaning, like vacuuming or vacuuming. It's funny. Who, Monica? Yeah. Oh, Monica's a neat freak. That's, I think like she's her neurotic nature is funny. My two favorite characters are Ross and Rachel. Um, and I love the dry humor of Matthew Perry's character. Oh, Chandler. Chandler. Bing. Um, you know what's funny? Fun fact about both those shows is um, Jerry Seinfeld was the first person in history on TV to get a portion of the... Um, Revenue, whatever they call it, the, the royal syndication, the or? syndication royalties. Yes, after the show, after the show was done, no one else in the cast did. By the way, no one else in the cast got it. I believe he got like five percent. I want to say or something like that. And the only other cast who copycatted that was the entire cast of Friends, and all of them each got one percent. And that today gets about nine hundred million dollars per year. They each make anywhere from twenty to thirty million still to this day, just off of syndication royalties. Yeah, they're set for fucking that's, life. That's why, you, yeah. They also the Friends cast. They they uh, negotiated their uh, salaries. Like they went in and bet, were like, we're, we're gonna pays all the same, so it's not like a com- competition. They all got like a million family. bucks the last season. Yeah, so they, they negotiated the contracts to the point where they all got paid the same, which is fair, because how are you going to pay fucking Ross more than Chandler? Absolutely What kind not. of sick world are we living in where you think that's acceptable? They're still getting $30 million a year from 30 it. $30 a year. They should, as they should, as they should. They, that, 
both those shows went off and so high. I, I, I even uh, Jerry said he was on a he was on Stephen King one time or not Stephen King was it Stephen, Stephen King uh, Larry King Larry King and Larry King was like you know canceled, canceled. Yeah. and it's like no he wasn't he was actually still the number one show. Yeah. They offered him five million dollars an episode to come back for season ten. Ten yeah, and he said nope. He thought nine was the perfect number. Nine, actually, yeah. it, something about the number nine really sat well with him. How funny is it that they all land up in jail in a small Massachusetts town, and that's where I'm from, Massachusetts. I know, dude. That uh, dude. There's so much good episodes of both. I, you know what episode of Friends I really like is the one where Ross meets Russ, where Jennifer Aniston starts dating Russ. Oh. And it's basically just a dopey or dumpy Goof. version of Ross. He looks so goofy. Dude, it's so funny, dude. That is such. But there's so many good episodes Chris- of both. Christina Applegate got an Emmy for playing uh, Rachel's sister. The hilarious. Oh, did she? Yeah, she was freaking hilarious in that. Oh, and um, the girl in Legally Blonde. What's her name? Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, she was the other sister. Dude, I think they both like replaced each other was, something. She was my high school celebrity crush. I think she played her sister. Oh, what is she? Both- Played different sisters. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. They were both different sisters. Gotcha. So they both played a different sister of Rachel. Great show. Was, yeah, it was. And so same with Seinfeld, dude. Seinfeld, Seinfeld had such a great supporting, like, not supporting cast, but like, uh, like character cast, I guess, like Newman. Brian Cranston. Exactly. They had the so much great, like, dude, and like, they all, all the cast members have the same cadence, kind of, like the supporting cast. Like We spoke about John Hurley before. Yeah. Exactly, R.I.P. Uh, he's the one who got shot by his wife, right? No, that's no, Phil Hartman. No. Phil Hartman, that's my bad. John Hurley, which one was he? John Hurley was the Family Feud host. He played the um, in Seinfeld. He played Elaine's boss. Yes, yes. Opium. Oh my God! Um, I love when Larry David's George's boss. Uh, I forget Mr. Seinbrecher. Oh yeah, he is. Dude, it's oh my God, dude. Larry David's one of the funniest fuckers on one the planet. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, him, him, Conan O'Brien, uh, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. R.I.P. Norm Macdonald, him and C.K. Him and Jason Alexander knocked it off the yeah. box. John when Mulaney they, too. When they oh John Mulaney yeah when they played together in Seinfeld when they had their scenes together. He's supposed so he to can be do, Larry. He can do anything. His character is based off Larry David. Oh, is that really? Hundred percent. No so shit. George, George is Larry David pretty much. You know what's so funny? My best friend Brian is literally, literally he R.I.P. Brian, but he was literally Jason Alexander. Really? I mean, uh, George Costanza's. Dude, you know, actually, this is kind of a crazy story. My one of my buddies, I haven't seen in a while, but and when he was in college, he went to Coastal Carolina. One Cal- Carolina, I don't know where the fuck he went. Coastal he, Carolina. Coastal Carolina. I think he went. So he went to um, class with Larry David's like niece. Oh yeah, I think you told us yeah. this a few episodes ago. No, I don't think I did. Well, but I told you many times. Told me, but yeah. oh, that's probably what it was. But um, yeah, so he went to a barbecue at Larry David's house and he ate hot dogs there. That's and pretty, that's so cool. That's dope. Imagine, I would have loved that. I love hot dogs. My cousin uh, built Bill Belichick's house down in Mass. Really? Yeah. He's Dude, one Bill them. Belichick's a great coach. He, he must he be met, such a douche to hang out with, though. He said he um, had to give him some paper or something at the house, and he was a wicked nice guy. And oh, really? Very normal, yeah. Oh, I guess I can see that. I feel like he's probably just so stern on the on the field. Yeah, I mean, a coaching is a big, big, big thing. You gotta yeah. Do, you know? It's a stressful position. Big time. Dude. Plus, like, he's, like, one of the greats, so... I think he's a very nice guy outside. Oh, that's good to hear. You yeah. like to hear that. Yeah. Dude, you actually know um you know who I did, did uh, meet for as far as celebrity goes? And uh, do you remember a few years ago, DMX RIP? Oh do you remember when he came to Nashville? Came to Nashville, yeah. So for you those of you who don't know, he, was on, he came to the street I was living on. Yeah. He yes. slept on the street four houses from me. Yeah, so what so Nashville, if you don't know, has one of the best drug treatment programs in the country. 
So DMX came here to get off a of crack, but ended up getting on heroin. By the way, I was living in the ghetto, and DMX did not come to the nicest part no, of town. No, he, he was living in a real shit part. Yeah. But, so he, I, he ended up coming to at the time I was working at a restaurant, and he came in, and he sat in the closed section. And my manager wouldn't let me go over because she correctly assumed I was going to bark. You know, but then a couple weeks later, I'm at a bar, just after work, I go to a bar by myself, and he's, he walks in, and he, he's trying to buy a bottle of Hennessy, and the bartender's like, like, we, we don't do that. But I ended up, like, I mustered up the courage, and I ended up talking to him for a little bit. I talked for, like, five minutes, and he's super nice. He did not have to talk to me for that long at all, so I, I really think, like, he made me have a lot of respect for him for that because he was so nice, but I lied to him. What'd you say? Dude, I started our relationship off on a lie. Why? I told him my first concert I ever went to was his when I was 13. Oh, well, you gotta say and, that. And I told him I saw my first pair of tits there. Uh, why uh, would you lie about that? I don't know. I, I panicked. Huh, okay, interesting, but that's okay. I panicked. But so he, what did he I say to you? I wanted to like me. What did he say to you? Uh, he thought it was cool. <laughs> dude, but he was, like, dude, he talked to me for like five minutes, and like, he did not have to do that at all. And like, that's really, like, he was really cool. To do that, and, and he like, was at where was he? That was at Smoky Bones, actually. He was at Smoky yeah, dude, with Smoky. my hometown. Yeah, he's trying to buy a bottle of Hennessy at, a, at rest- a barbecue restaurant. At a barbecue restaurant, my hometown of Tingsboro, Massachusetts. Yes. that is hilarious. It was, dude. It really right, was. Right next to the local mall. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Dude, I was a fan of DMX before that. I know I lied to him. I thought it was a funny story. Well, we, I, can, I, have, we can have him on as a guest I'm not here. A liar. It's just in that situation. <laughs> I really wanted DMX to like me. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Um, meeting him. Speaking of big time celebrities, um, remember Honey Boo Boo? Oh my God, that little fat white trash <laughs> fucking. Yes, dude. That her, hobgoblin. The mom became like a meth addict with her boyfriend, oh and God, they she were was like married to like a pedophile, right? Oh yeah, it was a pedophile. She got yeah yeah that was it was a pedophile yeah. meth addict. They were becoming meth like Clyde and Bonnie. Dude, yeah, and then she lost a like she lost a lot of weight and still didn't look good. It was because of the meth. Uh, well, whatever she did, it worked, but like she still looked gross as shit. She's yeah, they're fucking from Mississippi, I think, right? Discovery, I don't know. Alabama, dude. Uh, that little honey boo boo, like, dude, she was on the fast path to fucking diabetes. Like, she was like, dude, remember they cooked what spaghetti and ketchup and hot dogs or some shit. Yeah, that was disgusting. And, like, I love hot dogs. I think they're one of my favorite treats, you know? You know what I put in uh, tomato soup today? Not to get off track. You know what I thought of today? I took um, Bush's original baked beans, I strained them, and I put them in tomato soup, and I cooked it for about 20 minutes. And then I took out the strained beans, put them in a bowl, took a little more tomato soup in there just to top it. It was actually fucking good. Ooh, that sounds nice. It was actually really good. Dude, speaking of food, real quick, do you, you're a hot dog guy, right? I love hot dogs. What's your ideal hot dog toppings? Okay, so hot dog. Ooh, I love this. Hot dogs. I take a nice bun. I grill it. Well, so you like a grilled... All right, I was going to ask, grilled, boiled... Like, how do you like your dog? So I'll take any dog. I like them anything. Me too. I, I, I love a char, boiled. though. I love a nice char. Perfect. Yeah, ideally I want a char and grilled, but hell... Like a I'll, good snap, a nice red case snap. Oh. That's I'll what's take the it. fuck up. I do mustard, ketchup, raw onion, relish, and um, if I can, I'll throw a little bit of chili on there. Maybe a tablespoon spread out, so very minimal. Um, and that's about it. See, me, my... I, my Ooh, sauerkraut, too. That's what... Dude, 
Thank you, dude. My preferred hot dog. I don't do ketchup. I do raw, I, like grilled. I like a grilled toasted bun. Grilled hot dog, toasted bun. Raw onions, mustard, uh, relish, sauerkraut. No one likes sauerkraut anymore. Dude, I what? I'm not even lying to you. I will heat up a bowl of sauerkraut and eat it alone. Best sauerkraut so is to uh, fry it up. It's really good. Oh my god, it's try so that good. Out. You ever boil your hot dog in beer? Like you just poke some. Holes I've in? done that. Yeah, that's it's good. Sure that's really good. It is my actually. My dad used to do it. It's really good. I I lived with someone that did that. And it was good. Dude, my brother. Um, I remember. Dude, my brother's like the hot dog fucking king. Who Joe? Yeah, dude. Ooh. Joe loves hot dogs. We, you know, what we got to do one day is have a like. Okay, so at the new house in Hudson, we'll have a cookout with hot dogs and do all kinds of toppings. We'll go down at Benson's Animal Park. You know what, dude? We should do that when Joe's in town and not tell him. Yeah. Dude, can I swear to God, my brother walks into a hot dog contest he doesn't know about. It. He's cracking his knuckles and he's fucking... It's not a contest. It's not a contest. He's going to make it one. No. We're just having a... No. We're having a friendly. We're eating together. If you think you can get my brother around mass quantities of hot dog and him not turn into a contest, you're dead wrong, buddy. <laughs> dead wrong. All right? Dude, I don't even think he'd choose them. He just goes... So, you know, actually, who has a surprisingly good chili cheese dog is Dairy Queen. I've got that cheese on Honestly, my dog. Dairy Queen? I love Dairy Queen. For fast food, dude, their food is fucking good. Jesus Christ. Five. Yeah, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn this into a fucking 20-minute patty cake. Hey, listen. Dairy Queen is... How are they that good? Uh, dude, their food is so underrated for fast food. It is. It's better than, it's better than all of them, honestly. It literally feels like they just cooked it, right? Dude, the fried cheese curds. Are you fucking with me? Yeah, those are incredible. Dude, I, dude, I, I, I don't even chew them. That's how much I like them. I, uh, I'll take some ketchup, take a fork. Oh, hot sauce. Motherfucking oh, you wrench. That motherfucking. El Uteco. El Uteco, best, best tableside sauce there is in the fucking planet. El Uteco. They don't sponsor us, because I'm telling you, go out and buy all of it. I, uh, we have a clip up with them, so maybe they might be sponsored up to have a clip. Oh, my God. If they do, if they send me a case, I'll whore <clears throat> myself out to them. So let's talk about uh, the fucking population, dude. Eight billion, it just said. What's up with that? Well, people, people are, uh, they're fornicating. Freaking China, what do they limit you to like one or two children or something like that? In India, if you have a girl, they burn the wife and the kill the children. Yeah. What's dude, up with that? I, I mean, I guess this is, what is up with that? Talk about population control. Yeah. Oh, I heard, um, there's something I heard where it's like, uh, some people believe the population is getting dumber because it's like, like, less intelligent people are having a lot of kids, whereas like more intelligent people are having fewer. Exactly. So I think the population is going to just get s- just, and this is on purpose, stupider. Pun intended. I feel like that's going to be the the the, the, the uh, end of uh, human race. I f- eventually, we're oh, going to die population. off. Yeah, because everything dies off. I mean, look at dinosaurs. How do they not continue on? Eventually, yeah. the human race will die off. And I mean, that does bring a good point. Eventually, I believe. I think that will be the either World War Three will kill ourselves, so either World War Three nukes. Or pretty much what you just said. And it's going to take a few hundred years, a couple generations, but we'll eventually die off. Yeah, it's going to be a while, but like, it's I feel like we're at the obviously. end. No, nah, I think there's some more. Unless, like, it really depends how nuclear we get, I think. A few hundred years? You don't think that's enough? I think it's going to take a little longer than that, to be honest. I think, if anything, the population would drop down and maybe shit would recycle and start over. But I don't, I, I think there's still more time. It really depends how nuclear the fucking future is going to get, yeah. I think. And, like, like uh, really, it, it, there's a lot of factors because like think about like with this year alone, there's like 26 food processing plants in the United States alone that were fucking burnt down. Why? Do you hear about that? No, what happened? Yeah, dude, no one's talking about it. It was like 26 major food companies 
or food processing plants in the United States. So they they burned down. There might have even been more. Why? What happened though? Explain. No one's talking about it, dude. Explain so no yourself. one is kind of a no one really. Yeah. So there's like conspiracies behind why that happened because it's not really. Is it a coincidence? Twenty six of them fucking burned down. I don't think so. But I, I mean, I'm not really. I'm clearly not smart enough to really give you what the meaning behind it is. But something that really not a lot of people are talking about. But it's something that is happening. And then you have what's that? Monsanto's. What is that seed company called? You know what I'm talking about? The major seed distributor in the United States. Oh, I'm not really familiar with that kind of stuff. So basically every farm in our country, they're all working. It used to be each farm had different uh, strands of seed. So if a vi- like something came out and wiped out something, it wouldn't wipe out all of it. But now that every strain throughout the country is the same, if something comes along and wipe out corn to say, it's going to wipe out far more because it's all the same strand that's going to be affected the same way so i don't know we'll see what happens i hope aliens show up eventually that'd be fucking sweet what's the name of the company though ah dude it's like most dude i'm saying it so wrong it's most santos or i feel like aliens do visit these farms with those crushed crops Oh, the the fucking crop circles. Who else is doing that, dude? Some of them are really crazy. I know that's what I'm saying. There was um one where there was a signal sent into outer space, and like 70 years later or something, there was a response in a crop circle. I I really have to look this up. I'm sending it so wrong, but like it was like 70 years after the signal was sent into space, there was a response to that signal that was in the crop circle. It's really crazy. So I think some of them are fake, but there's gotta be some of them are too. Fucking complex. Or it's like the Nazca lines. Like, who know, Like why are those there? Yo, for all we know, we could be like an alien's little project for school. Yeah. He's in some other galaxy. You know what I mean? We're just little sex toys. <laughs> like, say, all right, for example, hypothetical. Would you rather be immortal or have like $100 billion, but you're going to live, say you live to around 80, 80, 90? Immortality. You're going to take immortality? Always. Because what? I can always do something. If a new generation, I you know, knowledge, you know, more That's knowledge true. you you hold. I think I would take immortality too. Right? That'd be cool. Do we just get some walkie-talkie? Do we fucking set? Uh, we get the walkie-talkie. <laughs> Long range. Do they still have KB toys anymore? Or is that? Oh, that's sadly a thing in the past. Oh wait, hold on. I got a better one. How about Ames? <gasps> Bradley's. Dude, uh, but Ames, remember that? Oh my god, yes I do remember my, Ames. My aunt used to work at one of them part time, and uh, she used to take us all the time in Maine. There was one Maine dog down in Oxford County. There was one right down the street from here. Oh really? Yeah, uh, we're right Chunkies. on Amherst Street. No, actually, we're Hannaford's. Is. We're chunky. Oh yes, it was chunky. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. There was an Ames there, dude. Then there was a Bradley's. If you remember Bradley's, that oh. was there. That was like um Montgomery Ward. I don't remember that. Dude, my, they're Bradley's and Montgomery were just department stores like Sears. Remember Alex Shoes on Main? Yeah, that's exit 8 now. I know, but I remember going to the one on Main. They had the upstairs down. Yeah. Dude, remember those cool balloons they had? They were like, shaped like yeah. rabbits. Yeah. That and, was so fun. And they, were, they treated you like you were dynamite there. They oh, were, they we were like rock stars. You, everybody was treated like gold at that local... Shoes do you ever do you ever have the light up shoes when you were a kid where you walked in the lit up? Yes, I had. Uh, they read. Why they they better make those for adults. I had Heelys too. I wish I had. Heelys. I had soaps. Oh, I loved. Do you Heelys. remember soaps, the grind ones? I don't think so. Dude, they were such a bad idea because like the middle of the shoe has a grind plate where you can grind down a wheel, like a rail. Oh wow! But like you, I was in ninth. I was sorry. I was in like I was nine years old wearing them, and you're in school and you'd walk upstairs and you'd just be falling because like the middle of your shoe is a grind plate and it just made contact with the stair and you'd eat shit. Oh my! They God. were still fun though. Yeah. But uh, I, I, dude, I want a, I want a pair of um. So they were just like burned off. 
They burned down the the shoot. The it was soul? like the concave part of the. They didn't burn it off. It was a plastic grind plate, so that yeah. Wow. So you could run and grind on like For a, like skateboarders. Yeah, it was basically skating with your shoe. I used to wear uh, DC and Etni skateboarding shoes when I was a kid. Yeah, but dude, you couldn't ride these on a skateboard. These would literally be like, dude, actually Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic was sponsored by soap shoes because you know how he grinds on rails. Yeah, he wear he's wearing soap shoes. So oh, that's what, yeah. yeah. So I was just like Sonic in his way. Yeah, I was just like him. Wow. Yeah, and you know I strive to be like Sonic. I love Sonic, dude. Sonic's Sonic awesome. Sonic the Hedgehog. You know what else they're coming out with now? The new Golden Eye. Oh. We have not spoke about that. We oh have plenty my of time God. to One now. One of the best fucking video games yeah, of all time. We, yes. Remember on the '64. The best video game Dude, I think was if, GoldenEye. I think like people who weren't around from when the N64 came out don't understand how much of a leap that was from to go from Super Nintendo like 16-bit to a 64-bit 3D game. Like it was like nothing you saw before. It was mind-blowing. My neighbor hit my best friend was my neighbor at the time, right? And it was 1998, 1999. I was in kindergarten, and his dad was the like assistant manager at Circuit City. Got the brand new 64. I was over there every day. That system was it. That system was the oh system. And I was over there every day. We were sitting fucking two feet from the on the floor from the TV, and his stepmom would be pissed. She'd be like, "You guys sit there for eight hours, dude, every day in the summer." And I remember that we played in, we played Goldeneye every single time. Oh my god, dude! So many fights in Goldeneye. And then we played Twisted Metal, but I think that was on that the, was PS2. That was a play, PlayStation. No, that was a PlayStation One. We had both of them. Yeah, but um, then the PlayStation One came out like two years later after the it's 64, and he got he always had the latest system in all of them, and it was I loved it. It was great dude, for me. The N64 was it, it is still to this day my favorite game system of all the time. I still Big have I have it hooked up at my apartment still. Sega Genesis, you ever have that? I never had the Genesis. Oh, I was my a Nintendo kid. My brother had the Sega Genesis. I want. I want to get one. And the neighbor, my buddy John, he his parents had the uh, the the best one for the sixty four and the PS one. Dude, I I really want to get like I kind of like, I kind of want to be that fucking guy. Like I I'm, I love video games, dude. Like I kind of want to be that guy. I want to get like I have a Super Nintendo at my parents somewhere, but I want to get like an old school regular Nintendo. I want to get the Sega Genesis. And hook them up all out. Like just Steve has one. The Sega Genesis. Oh, a se- oh, okay. No, he has a sixty-four with all the games. Oh, I have a sixty-four. Mm-hmm. I I want to get like other old school. How systems. much do you think a, se- a Sega Genesis goes for right now? Oh, dude. The, well, the retro gaming market is huge. It's exploded. I don't know if you know this. No. I'm big into video games. Uh, they go for about two hundred, three hundred dollars. That's not bad, dude. There's some some of those old school games are selling for fucking bank. Like I have the Silent Hill 2. It came out on PS2. That game's selling for around two hundred dollars. Uh, it's like one fifty to two hundred dollars for just that one game. Wait, so like, which one? Silent Hill 2. Same with Silent Hill 3. Like that's on PS2. Ma- Dude, there's the retro market is exploded. Like it, it's a huge industry now. I used to love playing Metal Gear Solid on the PS2 and the Such PS1. A game. I used to love going in the water. You'd come up. You'd have you had the little radar. You know where the the people would be. Actually, if you want to hear a cool fact about Metal Gear, um, Solid Snake, the main character, is based off of Kurt Russell's character in Escape from New York. And that character's name is Snake. And uh, Konami actually got sued because they literally based Snake off of Snake. They look alike, literally, and they have the same name. I don't know how the, the, the ruling turned out, but like that actually happened. You know what, actually, another quick fun fact out of video game history? 
You know Super Mario, the original Mario Brothers with the barrels and Donkey Kong and Peach? Yeah. The reason they made that is because they couldn't get the rights to make a Popeye game. So Mario is based off of Popeye, Peach is based off of Olive Oil, and Donkey Kong's based off of Brutus. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm they blown. couldn't get the Popeye uh, rights. I know. Well, going back to that Kurt Russell movie, though, Escape from New York, right? John Carpenter film, dude, really good. What was the other one, Escape from? L.A. L.A. Wow. Dude, those movies are so good. Never seen them. The, I, I, um, they're fucking, dude, they're, John Carpenter, Halloween, The Thing. Of course. Dude, so good. John Carpenter had. I mean, the Fog, dude, so many good ones. John Carpenter, look, right over there. Daniel Baldwin. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah, okay. John, John Carpenter in um, 1997 wanted to make a film called Vampires, and he wanted James Woods and Alec Baldwin. Just kind of like Ron Howard wanted Alec Baldwin in Backdraft, and Alec Baldwin always recommended his brothers. That's why Billy Baldwin got Backdraft, said, hey, call my brother Billy, I'm busy. That one, he said, hey, call my brother Danny, I'm busy. And you know what's so funny? Daniel was in and out of rehab, so that was a big risk. Made him come in and audition and everything. Ended up getting the role and um, was great. He was in rehab when that came out that weekend, but it was number one at the box really? office. Number one at the box office, Daniel Baldwin, 1998, Halloween, um, James Woods. Yeah, big time. John Carpenter is a great fucking filmmaker. Oh, no, he's one of the Especially best. for horror, dude. Halloween's one of the best horror movies. The original Halloween. There's some real shitty sequels. That's the best car, um, vampire movie I've ever seen in my life. John I, Carpenter's dude, Vampires. Yeah, it's fantastic. Have, have you, you seen, seen it? I, I've seen it. It's been a while, but I have seen it. Uh, I went on John Carpenter kick last year. I watched a bunch of his movies. Oh, little Big Trouble in Little China. Another mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. you never seen that? No. Another Kurt Russell. <gasps> yeah. And a John Carpenter. Yeah. Oh, so good to watch it, dude. Um, but you've seen the thing, right? No. Is that what Kevin Dillon? Oh, I forget. I think it's Kurt Russell. Dude, the thing is one of the coolest sci-fi horror movies ever. The special effects are so cool. Super fucking gory. Oh, Wicked fucking cool movie. A legendary movie, actually. Um, Kurt Russell, yeah, but... You know, we're getting to that time. I'm going to say Song of the Week. Uh, Freedom of 76 by Ween, one of the best alternative rock bands of the 90s. Mike, take it away. Listen, guys, I just want to thank you guys for being here. If you're still listening. Um, yeah, still leave mean-ass comments because, like, we're going to talk about all of them. And yes, I want you guys to continue. Give us some criticism. Yeah, Shit on our lives. At us. We want your best insults in the comments because we're going to start releasing these comments soon on the episode. And we're just going to dive into it and fucking laugh. Yeah, that's and, right. And, uh, you know, eventually we're going to go live. There's going to be zero comments. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, hey. Check uh, us out. We're on all platforms for, uh, for fucking podcasts. We're on... You'll find us. You go out there, you'll find us. We can't miss us. Uh, Mike Bisson? Huh? I'm Mike Graham, your co-host. Yeah. Good night, guys. Yeah, Take care. toodles. Thank you. See you next episode. Ta-ta.